the wheel. Cool. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lore and Valor podcast. I'm Justin Watson, your host, and my guest tonight is Sam Platiski, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, actually, my wife, Michelle, and Sam were in the same theater company in college uh, and acted in a lot of shows together. That's where we, we first met. Uh, Sam is an actor, producer, screenwriter, and director, and founder of his own independent film company, Narrow Bridge Films, out of, uh, out of Jersey, one of my favorite East Coast states in the Union. Uh, and uh, you should really check it out. And, oh, yes, yeah, sweet. Jersey. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Jersey. And we're here tonight to talk about uh, us both being massive comic geeks. Sam is representing DC. I've got my Marvel on. Uh, tonight, we're here to talk about Moon Knight Episode 1. So, uh, Sam, since you're the guest, I'll let you kick off. What's your, your general thoughts about uh, Episode 1 and the start to Marvel's latest TV entry? I loved it. I thought it was a great start. You know, Moon Knight's not, I don't, I mean, he's got to be somebody's favorite character, but he's not mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, I have I have knowledge of the character. I've read some of the more recent runs, especially, not, yeah. like, in the 70s. Um, and just like some of the, the stuff when he was in the Defenders in the 90s, I think is the only real Moon Knight. Oh, I don't think I did. I think the first yeah. time I, I read anything with Moon Knight was probably in like the 90s Spider Man stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like he guest, guest started a couple times there. Yeah. And then, you know, in the 2000s, he started like coming in like each, like, right, like Bendis had a run and like Jeff Lemire had a run. And mm-hmm. then, uh, now that's like Max Bemis had a run and there's a new one, I forget his name, Jed McKay. And, uh, so I've been reading, but, uh, so going in with just like that knowledge, I was, you know, curious. I trust the Marvel universe. I mean, I'm wearing Superman, but I the, the DC universe, you know me. That, yeah, uh, yeah. The, Warner Brothers yeah, doesn't know what doing with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I thought it was a really good start. I thought it was good for me who knows a little bit about Moon Knight. I thought it was good for people who don't know anything about the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and longtime fans, I feel like they should enjoy it. And Oscar Isaac gave a great job as like, like holding the episode down. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually my first note is I was so glad for Oscar Isaac because I really like Oscar Isaac, but I haven't – all the movies he's been in, there's been either I haven't loved the movie. I mean, I think we're in mostly the same place when it comes to the Star Wars sequels. Sure. Uh, you're a little yeah. more forgiving than I am of Force <laughs> Awakens, I think. Yeah. Um, but but I thought – I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac and a lot of actors in those movies had this great potential, but they were given this crap material to work with. Um, and even in Dune, which I really liked, I liked that movie, there was the way, because uh, Oscar Isaac played Duke Leto in Dune, the way his character was written, it was just a little bit off. So if, in my opinion, that's that's really subjective. And this I is agree. a Dune video, so I won't get off into the weeds on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have gone with you into the yeah. weeds on it. but uh... yeah. Well, maybe we will. We'll do a Dune video too later. <laughs> but so, real quickly, like I love Oscar Isaac's performance, but there were just a couple lines that were pretty pivotal uh, in Dune that I think were pivotal to Leto's character. You know, they weren't badly delivered lines, but they weren't the way that the character would have actually handled the situation. Like, okay, we are in the weeds. So <laughs> at one point, his master of assassins, the the, the heftier dude with the, the white eyes, the mentat, mm-hmm. uh, offers his resignation because Paul, the main character, was almost killed by an assassin. In the movie, Duke Leto says, if you want to apologize or something to that effect, go out and find some spies. It's it's this ass-chewing moment. In the book, Leto says, if it weren't for your training, Paul would be dead. 
because this is this is the difference between the book Leto and the movie Leto in this case is that the book Leto is actually a great, not just a good, but a great leader. And even when he's distraught, he's still there for his people yeah. and still saying the right words like a commander should. So, and, and again, that's such a nitpicky thing because overall that movie's really good. Yeah. Um, but but that false note and a couple other things made it to where like, ah, I like Oscar Isaac, but I don't love this character. Mm. All of that to come around to say, I had no uh, no complaints with Oscar Isaac's performance or his ri- the writing he was given in this episode. I loved it. I was so happy to just be able to unabashedly love something Oscar Isaac was doing because I, I, I always knew that this guy was a good actor and I couldn't wait to see him just take the shackles off and get out from underneath some questionable writing. You didn't like X-Men Apocalypse? Oh, Justin. Ivan Ooze? <laughs> yes. You know, yes. I'll confess... It took me a second to realize how bad X-Men Apocalypse sucked. Wow. I, I watched knew. it the first time and I was like, oh, that was, oh, wait, no, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it when it was happening to me. Yeah. Same thing happened with Phantom Menace, actually, to me. is like I watched the whole thing and didn't realize that I didn't like it until like two nights later. Oh, I did. Phantom Menace, I didn't realize wasn't good until maybe like five years later or something. I, <laughs> I held on to it. And I, there's still moments I love, but... uh yeah, yeah, I mean, it it's hard to argue with Duel of the Fates, you know. It's beautiful. And John Williams has no, <laughs> there's no miss notes, John, no pun intended, with John Williams. Some of his <laughs> best work is in the prequels. Own your puns, pun fully intended, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like, John, there are Star Wars movies I I just straight out hate, but I'd still listen to the, to the soundtrack, you know, yeah. <laughs> because it's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Oscar Isaac was a real strong point, and he really carried the episode, which is good, because all revolves around him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so um, I will say I was probably in a similar place, similar place to you, uh, in terms of knowledge. We may have read different pieces of Moon Knight, but neither of us has read like the definitive new Moon Knight catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the, not the Chris Claremont, Chris, yeah, Chris Claremont <laughs> run on X Men, yeah. where I've read like every issue of that and I can talk about it for days. It's like, yeah, I've read some Moon Knight comics and I have an idea. Yeah. Um, I was surprised even in the early um, press releases to find out they were going with the Stephen Grant persona to open instead of the Mark Spector persona. Yeah. My understanding is always Mark Spector was the primary mm-hmm. persona. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. I uh, I was surprised. And even in the trailers, I like the trailers. But, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, I want to see, you know, Mark, you know, Mark Grant, like the, the mercenary, you know, yeah. the origin. And we're gonna, we're gonna get the origin. We're gonna get yeah. to see him more. But mm-hmm. like, I was surprised. But I'm okay with it. I like the way it worked. I like what we saw. I liked. I don't know if you want to get into it yet. I liked how they handled like his flashes when he just like you know blacks out and wakes up. And he's like, "What the fuck?" I thought that was great. Yeah, great yeah, great. Even in the in the middle of the action sequences. Yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's part of me that wants to see the action. And like wants to see him how he got out of how he fought, killed all those people or whatever. And then the other <laughs> yeah, the other part of me is like, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, by the way, audience, spoilers. Yeah. Like it, big spoilers for if you haven't seen episode one. So if you haven't seen episode one, pause the video and go watch episode one on Disney Plus. Then come back and hang out with us. Sorry, sorry, to interrupt. No. <laughs> Man, I loved I love that stuff. That was great. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, it worked really well for me. Uh, and both the. Uh, there's a principle of writing called abeyance where you're holding information back, but it's not in a cheap way. 
Okay. You yeah. know, because like there's a way to hold information from the audience that's just kind of bullshit. You know, yeah. you're like they should know. You're just not telling them. You're just being an asshole. I don't know yeah. if we can cur- are we cursing on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. Be yourself. Yeah. Here, hold yeah. on. Yeah. I'll make sure they know we're not for kids. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no. uh, yeah. Um, they, they didn't do it in an asshole way. Yeah, yeah. So, but the fact that you come in and what's the the song, the needle drop when he's waking up? The first one. I forgot what song that is. It worked for me. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. It's I not a song I know real well. Yeah, it's a oldies tune, but. Um, and I'm usually pretty good on oldies, but I, I can't remember what the title of that Me song. Me too. And I, I could have sang along with it while I was watching the episode, but it's just I watched it yesterday. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The, but it was cool. The, the all the like the use of the medium, and you're the filmmaker, so I'll, I'll let you go off on this more than I should. But the use of the medium, just the circle of sand around the bed, the tape on the mm-hmm. door, the, the less subtle restraint around the ankle, of course. <clears throat> but like I liked all the visual communication of his dilemma. Yeah. You know, it's really good rather than the, oh, I'm, you know, it's not him telling, you know, like, oh, I'm having problems sleeping. It's like, no, no, the show communicates to you, hey, this guy's got an issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it has something to do with while he thinks he's asleep. So I thought that was a great opening and great visual communication. Absolutely. Of the problem. Yeah, definitely. I, I got nothing to add to that. It was great. I thought that worked <laughs> really well. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of needle drops, uh, I have to admit as much as I love Wham, I, I did love <laughs> that needle drop. Uh, I'm fine with it. It was fine. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it because yeah. it was a great sequence. Yeah. But um, it was maybe a little on the nose for me. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, we get it. He would he would like to wake up. I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which is funny because like we should do, it's another video we should do is like the history of Marvel needle drops from ACDC and Iron Man 1 through guardians and thor ragnarok and, yeah. and everything else because sometimes i think maybe most of marvel's needle drops really work for me um this one and the one in captain marvel uh oh, captain playing, mm-hmm. yeah i'm just a girl which yeah fine song but i'm like little on the nose and yeah, I'm... <laughs> i forgot about <laughs> captain marvel forgot that mo- that one happened i like <laughs> i don't hate it I don't hate it but, it's in the middle uh, of the road for me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. it. Like, yeah, the, the, those music uh, needle drops, <laughs> not my favorite of them. They, yeah, they weren't. They weren't Guardians. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the gold standard, right? Yeah. Like I feel like everyone else is kind of trying to be Guardians a little bit with their music. Sure. You know, yeah. even if it's not the same type of music, I feel like everyone's like, "Oh wait, that really worked. We should try to yeah. do something like that." We, we should um, do what they did. Yeah, exactly. Which. Is inevitable, but um, sometimes disappointing. Um, but no, like I said, say again. Her Suicide Squad movie. That one I didn't see the last one. Good. I heard it's a good one. Yeah, I like James it. It's entertaining. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, enjoyable. I, I, I'm not against and, it. I just haven't yeah. gotten around to it. And Peacekeeper. It's a good follow-up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to get HBO Max, but I've just been... I have uh, Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. Yeah, uh, and I, I haven't movies. been through everything they have yet. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot to get through. But yeah, no, I, I, so like I said, it didn't ruin it for me. But I was like, eh. I get <laughs> trying to juxtapose the fun sugary pop with the intense chase sequence, but probably would have been better with just the soundtrack. You know, just an orchestral and the sound score. effects. Yeah, um, but but again, doesn't doesn't really detract from it that much for me. Yeah. Um, 
I thought the blending of uh, freaky psychological horror and humor worked really well. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, again, going back to him, that's a lot for uh, Oscar Isaacs. You know, that's a lot. That's on his shoulders. And he, yeah. he, not, he nailed that. And, yeah. uh, and F. Murray Abraham, you know, F. Murray Abraham was a uh, yeah. conchu, right? That Like, I didn't know that at first. I had to look it up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. He's like, you did a great job. That's a perfect choice. Is he an alum of Rutgers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I met him once. You want to yeah. quickly hear my F. Murray Abraham story? Yes, I want to hear your so, F. Murray Abraham story. Go ahead. I worked, I worked at a, a theater company. I was uh, selling tickets in New York for like a couple of weeks. I hated it. I, it was telemarketing. But one of the thing, one of the perks was we got to go to the opening of the shows, you know, the, the parties. And so like one Broadway opening was a show that had Bobby Cannavale in it and F. Murray Abraham. And I forget who else, but you know, I'm going around this party and they, they call celebrities to come in. Like Peter Dinklage was there, but I, I didn't say anything to him, but it was an open bar too. So I had a few drinks and I go up to F. Murray Abraham and he's in a group of people. And I just go up to him like, Hey man, you did a great job in the show. And I'm, I'm pretty clearly drunk. And he's like, thank you. It was, and he's like, he said something I couldn't understand. I was like, what? And he said, it was, it, it's the ensemble. It's the whole cast. And I was like, oh, okay. Y'all did great. And that's my Murray <laughs> Abraham story. Nice. <clears throat> you didn't tell him to play it like Salieri or anything like did that? Not. did not. <laughs> Good. I mean, classy. I, I imagine people yeah. get really tired of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dave Chappelle quit the, Ch the Chappelle show because people would shout, what? At him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was being uh, respectful. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he did a great job. Good casting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. He, he was a great, um, oh no, the idiots back in charge. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, uh, I love F. Murray Abraham in general. Like he's one of those great character actors in anything he's in, even if it's bad, he's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like a Dean Stockwell used to be, or um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of folks like that. But uh, uh, Michelle was telling me that um, she actually attended a lecture from him at one point, and he was the one who said, "Listen, if you're a professional um, and you want to work harder and you want to improve, it might be a very long road, but it's not impossible to actually, you know, succeed as a creative." Hmm. Um, you know, and taking that from someone who comes across as more of a professional actor than a celebrity, yeah. I think that, you know, that's heartening, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's not, um, I wish I went to that. Might have been <laughs> after my time. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so F. Murray Abraham worked great. Um, what did you think of Ethan Hawke as the bad guy? He's uh, fine. He's fine. Arthur. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't. Is he? I don't know if he's an original character, if he's just like a small character in the comics, or if they're just. Is I don't he, know what. I looked it up. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to flex nerd cred because <laughs> I've never heard of him, but I did Wikipedia him. Okay. Um, he's apparently like he's one of those like '70s offbeat. When they were doing a lot of comics that also had Dracula in them, kind of thing. Okay. Like you know, this week the Avengers fight Dracula. Then yeah. you know, you know, Kitty Pride is unable to repel. Dracula with a cross, but can do it with a Star of David <laughs> and so forth. Um, all those, those, you know, little twists, such a twist. Um, but like back in the 70s when they were mining uh, a lot of that quasi-Gothic horror things, apparently he's a character from that okay. era. I don't know, I've never read those comics, so I don't know a ton about him. And I don't know how much, I don't know how much is like just a kernel of inspiration or if they're like really sticking close to something about that guy. Um, 
I'm with you on the fine rating for now, but I'm like, like he's got a lot of affectations, so I kind of want him to be above average yeah. by the end of the show, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 feel like he will be. Sorry, yeah. I feel like he will be. I don't, I like, I'm, he's a good actor and he can like, he can do it. It's like, I just, I have no attachment to the character, which is good and bad. Cause like, if they, you know, do something completely different from the books, I won't have any idea. So I don't have any attachment to it. I think it's cool. Like one of the things they were talking about was um, when they were in the museum, they were talking about, uh, I forget the goddess's name, Annette, Emmet or something. Yeah. yeah Emmet. The crocodile headed goddess who is yeah. the wicked. Yeah. And they, he was talking about how even her avatar betrayed her. And I thought, yeah. oh, so she has an avatar too. Like Khonshu has, you mm-hmm. know, Moon Knight. So she, like, I like that idea. Like the Egyptian pantheon has like their own avatars. I think that's a cool idea that I yeah. don't think I've seen in the comics. I don't, that, not in the comics I've read anyway. Yeah, I, I, I was unfamiliar with it myself. Um, although I think that uh, Bast from Wakanda is sure. related to the Egyptian pantheon through some, yeah. some linkage or another. So I think it is yeah. tied in to the cosmology of the MCU by by a few links, but um, cool. yeah, no, I agree with you. The idea of uh, you know, the Egyptian gods picking a mortal avatar. I, I'm guessing. I don't know, but I'm guessing Arthur is her avatar. Seems like uh, it. Yeah. Maybe he's walking on broken glass because he's the one who betrayed her and is trying to do penance. Just mm. spitballing. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that could work. That yeah, could work. maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah. No, overall, I really liked it. Um, yeah. For as far as openings, because obviously we're way too early to uh, to judge the show because it's yeah. the first episode. Where would you like? How do you think it stacks up for the other premieres? I'm, the glad other... You, I'm glad you asked that. I think I think it. I think you got to compare it to all the other ones yeah. that we've seen so far. And you know, it's high. It's high on my list. I'd put it above Winter Soldier, Falcon. I'd put it above <laughs> Hawkeye. I'd put it above. I'd probably put it above almost everything except maybe WandaVision and WandaVision is my favorite of them all so far. I think of, of the ones we've gotten as a whole series, I, I even like the ending wasn't as much as like as good as I might be. I was hoping and mm-hmm. it didn't like people's theories didn't come about. Like I didn't have yeah. crazy theories that I needed to see happen, but as yeah. a whole package, WandaVision is like tight and it's my favorite one of them all. Yeah. This, the, this could challenge it. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you uh, on all of that because WandaVision is my favorite still. I feel like every other uh, Marvel Disney Plus series has had has had at least one pretty serious flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, yeah. that's really hard to overlook. Um, uh, with Hawkeye, I actually enjoyed Hawkeye as like a light, fluffy, you know, holiday, but we have like a Marvel Christmas property now. Great. Yeah. Fine. Um, they didn't really piss me off until they brought Kingpin in because it's, and people argue about this, but like, I'm like, you no, that's not Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Like he doesn't get punked. Like, yeah, yeah. No. You know, like that, that doesn't happen. Like yeah. he takes Kate Bishop's head off with a car door. Yeah. <laughs> is what yeah. actually happens. It makes it like, uh, like Hawkeye for me, it was good until that last episode. Yep. Like that, really, that could have that could have been the best, but like that last episode, like even going back and thinking about, it, I'm like, ah, mm, 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 yeah, mm, yeah, mm. I really enjoyed it. I really and just small things like Hawkeye having a a hearing aid 
Yeah. I'm like, that's like the most logical thing I've ever seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it ties into the comics, too, because he's yeah. supposed to be, you know, partially yeah. death and death, which yeah. is great. You know? Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, they did a great job of introducing Kate Bishop. And mm -hmm. like she matters and she's in her own way the star of the show, but she's not automatically better than Clint at yeah. everything. She actually needs, yeah. she, she's really great and she's super skilled, but she needs mentorship. So she's yeah. young and inexperienced. Was, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, I loved how they brought in Yelena too. Yeah. Was, oh uh, my God. Great. That was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the good things we got out of Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad about that one. Yeah, um, because yeah. I'm glad it finally came out. Better movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What else? We like Loki was Loki was like probably the most all over the place for me because like it had a good start. The ending I thought was really cool. I thought uh, the Immortus, the whatever they want to call him, yeah, was really good. Mm -hmm. And then some of the variant stuff was really cool when he was meeting all the other variants. But there was like those episodes on like that planet. I was like, oh man, this is not good. You yeah, know? they they it suffered hardcore from saggy middle. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's the hardest part to write, as you know, and I know. Yeah. Um, but that uh, they really suffered bad from um, sagging middle syndrome, and I will say too that um, I basically loved it whenever uh, Loki and uh, Mobius were on screen mm -hmm. together. Whether yeah. whenever it was Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm with it. You guys are great. Um, and I came to like um, Sylvie, mm -hmm. uh, female Loki. Um, but I, I will say, I feel like Loki got punked a little too much. Yeah. Just a little bit. Like, there's just a few too many times that it's like, oh, yeah, he's the butt of the joke in his own series. And it's like, and he can take a bit of that. That's fine. But there was yeah. just a little too much for, for yeah. me because he's yeah. one of my favorite characters. Yeah, and Tom Middleton did a great job. And it kind of like, I mean, I, I I know what they're doing. I like what they're doing, but it kind of undercuts his journey from like, you know, from Avengers to Infinity War. Because no. they're like, we need, we want all that character development that we, we worked on, <laughs> but we killed that guy. So we need it. In that, we need to push it into this guy. Sam, so. don't worry. He watched a clip show <laughs> yeah, of, did. Of, of all his own character <laughs> development. This so is your life. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> But, uh, and mean, then Winter Soldier Falcon was, uh, you know, uh, you know, I like there's uh, parts of it that I really like. There's parts of it that are great. And then there's parts of it that are just like, come on, you're better than this. You're all better than this. You've got to do yeah. better, Falcon and the yeah. Winter Soldier. <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> you do, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I have the like, costume. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Like, I, and I was actually, I was supportive of Sam getting the shield rather than Bucky at mm -hmm. the end of Endgame. Like, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes total sense. He wouldn't give it to Bucky. He's got shit to work out. Yeah. <laughs> like he can't be Captain America, at least not yet. Yeah. Um, and Sam's a perfect choice if you're going to pick someone to, to wield the shield. But then the show was just, you know, Sam accepts the shield at the end of Endgame and we start with him ex post facto being like, no, actually I do have character conflict. Yeah. Yeah. about taking the shield which is already what yeah um and then you know honestly the, the some of the the direct addressing of racial stuff was some of the stuff that bothered me the least mm -hmm. like i didn't mind isaiah bradley like i'm like yeah no oh, he was that, great he was one of my yeah, favorite parts of the show that's actually a great addition and it is a fair superheroic representation 
of some of the real dark shit that has happened on behest of the United States government and yeah. especially towards, you know, towards black folks. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, that's it greatly acted. Um, greatly, very well acted. You can tell I'm a writer, <laughs> but uh, very well acted. I didn't mind the inclusion of that at all, but then you had other aspects of it where I'm like, so why is it okay for the Dora Milaje to come in and do whatever the hell they want in another sovereign country? But, yeah. but Captain Punchable Face is the bad guy because <laughs> he does the same thing, but he actually has a mandate from by international law. Like, I get that he went a little extra by taking the dude's head off with the shield. Yeah. And that's pretty bad, but yeah, on camera. Yeah. On camera. You're not supposed to get caught doing that stuff. <laughs> I've never, uh, so, folks who may not know, I was in the army for ten years, and never decapitated anyone um, on on camera or off. But yeah, you're it's definitely good. not supposed to film it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, like that—that's part of the thing. Um, shows that uh, Sam, I've talked to you about this, so forgive me. I know you—you you already know this spiel, but uh, superhero properties, whether they're comic books, TV shows, or movies, when they start you know, getting close to, you know, national defense stuff with the military or intelligence agencies. It's really important just to me personally for them to keep the right amount of distance from reality so it doesn't kick my brain over into real world analysis mode. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you, you can say like, oh, this guy was in the Marines. Fine, whatever, don't care. You know, this guy was served in Afghanistan. Fine, okay, cool, get it. He's supposed to be a soldier. He was a Ranger Regiment member who served in Afghanistan and won three medals of honor. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, why did you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? You didn't have to do that. If he had one, yeah. you know, like that would already be like, oh, holy crap, who is this guy? Because there are people running around with one medal of honor. But um, there is, to the best of my knowledge, there's no one living who has received two medals of honor. Uh, and no one has received three ever. Yeah. Um, in history. So it's like saying he can lift a bajillion pounds or, <laughs> you know, he has a genitalia the size of Oklahoma. You, it's just, you know, you're, you tried to get authenticity and you went into the realm of even taller tale than superhero story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just that sort of, it did, the show did that a lot where it was like, Oh, Hey, we want authenticity credit for referencing real world military stuff, but we're going to completely fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. reference it correctly. Uh, I think they, I think they count on like their audience being people like me, you know, who don't know shit. You know, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should have their advisors on. They should have somebody like you on set when they do I, stuff I like that. Yeah, hey, <laughs> and you're a writer, <laughs> and I write. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, that's, like, that's more valuable than you might think. Uh, you know, Disney, give me a call. Um, you know, Marvel. Give us both a call. Yes, yes. I don't care about Superman. Fuck Superman. Yeah. We collaborate very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we do. In, yeah, no. yeah. You know, honestly, Sam, they did have advisors, but they were Air Force. Oh, so okay. my theory is that this was a conspiracy to make the Army look like a bunch of jackasses. I'm, <laughs> I'm just guessing that the Air Force advisors were like, yeah, now say he had three medals and tell him <laughs> how to cut his hair. <laughs> the army will love that. <laughs> I mean, they might have fucked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I might troll the Air Force that way. If we're up you, to should. you should. Um, 
But yeah, all that to say, like, there was stuff that worked really well in Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, I thought Sam and Bucky were a great buddy cop. I enjoyed their interactions. Um, Sharon Carter being the, uh, what was the broker? Was that that her scene? A little too predictable. It was so predictable, I thought they weren't going to do it. You know, like, I was like, oh, they can't do that. It's too predictable. A bigger surprise would have been if they didn't. Yeah. Bigger twist. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, and then just the, the bad guy, you know, Carly. Yeah. Um, like they, they, they were trying to do the whole like, oh, the bad guy has a point, and I'm like, but does she though? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's a she's a murderer. You know, it's it's not okay. We haven't seen the UN do anything anywhere near as bad as the shit she does yeah. to try to justify her reaction. You know, yeah. nothing like. They're, they're trying to solve an unsolvable problem, you know, yeah. from the blip. And that makes it okay for her to just kill random people. Okay. That's one of the things I got the most mad at in uh, the scene that leads up to John Walker beheading the dude. <clears throat> is I'm like, when he's in that fight and the one that gets his buddy killed, um, he has a pistol on his hip. Mm-hmm. The whole time. And instead mm-hmm. he chases the dude down and beheads him with a shield. I'm like, I think that lethal force actually is justified in that fight. Just shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> like, have a gun, just shoot them. They're not bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that really I'm like, because like I'm I'm rendered speechless by the lack of logic here. You know, because if he is a soldier, then he thinks like me, and my response is, am I good to shoot? No, 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 no. Oh, yes, now I am good to shoot. Okay. You know, like... I don't think they, they didn't think that through. I think the... I mean, I can't be in the writer's room. I would like to be. But uh, the, uh, the I think they knew, like, we need to have a moment where he kills somebody with the shield and gets blood on the shield. Doesn't matter how we get to that point. We just need to get to that point. And then they just did it. And I wish writers wouldn't do that because yep. there, there's ways to get there. Sure. You know, like there, yep. there's totally ways to get there. Um, have you watched Legend of Vox Machina yet, the cartoon? No, I've heard good things, but no, not yet. It's pretty good, but I won't go off on that tangent since you haven't seen it. But like that is one of the things as a writer that just bugs the hell out of me is when you want something really bad and you don't actually cross your I's and dot your T's to get there when you could. Oh, yeah. When you yeah. could, you know, like, like the Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah. Not to get into those particular weeds. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want the death of Superman, and I want Dark Knight Returns, and I want them now. Yeah. You know, together. It. It's like yeah. in the second movie. That's <laughs> it. Fuck it. Yeah, introduce Wonder Woman while you're at it, and Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Cyborg? Who? Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as the special effects are good, no. They won't be. They'll be garbage. Also, I want Joss Whedon to reshoot the whole thing <laughs> at the last minute. It's like nice. you, you just wonder. Like I get that they're doing handstands and mountains of cocaine up there, but really, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but yeah, it's and especially when you know, if you and I sat down in a room and went through that whole action sequence with Walker and the terrorists and Sam and Bucky, we could block it out to where mm-hmm. his logical option is to attack a dude with the shield. Yeah. 
but you you block it out that way. You make it yeah. to where like, oh no, that through a logical confluence of events and choices that make sense with his character, mm-hmm. this is where he ends up. And I totally believe John Walker would take someone's head off with a shield. Yeah. But not if he's running away and he has a projectile weapon. But it's the same problem with like the end too, because like yeah. you know, they wanted to get to a point where Sam could like look at a camera and say, be better. And they didn't earn it. You know, they, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice speech, but they didn't earn that moment. They wanted that moment. Yeah. And it's so frustrating too, because it's like, do better. Sam, how? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm sorry, but this isn't just a case of you got to do better. It's like, well, yeah. we have a really complicated moral problem here. So do we, we're do we just stress. give the terrorists everything they want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't <laughs> call them terrorists though. <laughs> like, right. Uh, right, I forgot what they called. Yeah. yeah. The hand on the face thing. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't Which is to say that I hope that Moon Knight doesn't suffer from like those problems. The first episode. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't have complaints, but uh, you know, yeah, hopefully it, it goes through, and I think it will. I have like I have confidence in it, be partially yeah. because of Oscar Isaacs, and I was reading an interview with him today, and he was like, you know, we uh, I didn't sign a contract for anything after this. So maybe we'll do more, but we want to see how people react to it. We just want it to be this thing. We want it to be uh, like a contained series. Maybe there'll be a second season. Maybe he'll be in the movies, but we just wanted to focus on this. And that's great. You know, I think, I I think that's great. And he was like, I gave my notes on what I wanted to do and they were receptive. They liked, they were okay with it. Kevin Feige was okay with it. So I, I, you know, confident. uh, They should do more of that. Even Marvel should do more of that. You know, yeah. like it's it's actually I think it's a this isn't the new this isn't the No Way Home video, but I think it was a brilliant thing of No Way Home to turn the MCU Spider-Man trilogy into the Spider-Man origin story and yeah. set him back to where he can do traditional Spider-Man stories without always getting sucked up into cosmic Avengers events. Like I think that was really brilliant because some of the be- I love the Infinity War saga. I think it's in action adventure cinema, it's probably the greatest achievement ever, you know, mm-hmm. to have 23 movies, all of them at least okay, and many of them excellent. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing. Um, but some of the best stories in comics don't have cosmic stakes. No. You know, they just don't. Yeah. Um, or even national stakes. That's actually one of my problems with Black Widow, is that they tried to make it a global problem, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this should be a story about Natasha. If it's Natasha and her family that we didn't know existed, which is a little cheap anyway, yeah. then it needs to be about Natasha and her, her family that we didn't know existed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like there's got to be a threat, of course, but the threat should just be to them, you know, yeah. not Russian Harvey Weinstein in a floating Super Mario castle. Uh, yeah, and villains. I mean, you got villains are such a, I mean, they've always been an important part of the movies. Since uh, since Gene Hackman played Lex Luthor, you yeah. Know, since Cesar Romero was Joker, like yeah. the villains make the movie in a lot of ways. Or and if they don't make the movie, they improve the movie. So like that's going to be a test for uh, Ethan Hawke. And yeah. if there's if there's any other villains, I don't know, but it's going to be a test for him because some of the best villains, you know, like Winter Soldier's problems were the villains. Loki didn't really have an outright villain until like the last episode, maybe. And Hawkeye's was he the villain. Yeah, like, yeah, not really. You know, and like Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's big bad <laughs> was the weakest part of the show, and it shouldn't have been. 
it really shouldn't have been. So like, it, so, there's a lot on Ethan Hawke's shoulders, you know, as much as, you know, Oscar Isaacs can hold a lot, but he's got to have something um, to fight. Yeah. I'm, Ethan Hawke is, I'm kind of mixed on him because I, I loved him in Gattaca. Mm. Uh, being the massive nerd I am, Gattaca is one of my favorite, you know, offbeat dramas, mm -hmm. uh, sci-fi dramas. Um, but I, I, I did hear what he said about comic book movies. I heard what did he, say? Talk. he was he was in the they're not really cinema camp and they just you know this stuff is ruining the movies because it's all pre-digested, not creative, blah 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 blah. And I mean I get it. There are definitely there's definitely a Marvel formula. That's sure. not a lie. Um, but the Marvel formula doesn't pre prevent you from making your you know heavy character driven drama movie. You know it's yeah. just another thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I mean, look at uh, Guardians, Guardian, and like they say, like you know, a filmmaker can't make a Marvel movie because they won't let the filmmaker put their own spin on it. Yeah, it's, tell James Guardian, Gunn. Guardians, is James Gunn's movie, and he'll he'll be like, you know, I do what I want. You know, there's some things I can't do, obviously, but I'm making my movie. You know, the Rousseaus, they like Winter Soldier, Civil War wasn't my favorite, but uh, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Endgame, fucking amazing accomplishments. It's just amazing movies. You're, Cinema, you're right. You're absolutely right. Did, did you you still like Civil War better than Winter Soldier? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, Civil War okay. is low on my list. Yeah, Civil yeah. War is the weakest of the Russo movies for me. I agree. I, I agree with that. It was funny to me because, uh, and again, I think we talked about this before, but for me, Civil War was the one that started way higher and dropped. Okay. The Age of Ultron is the one that started much lower and rose. Mm. Um, you know, especially after you see Endgame, because I feel like. You watch Endgame and then you go back and watch both Tony and Natasha stuff in Age of Ultron and it just gut punches you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love that stuff. But yeah. Um I, I will confess to have having had some trepidation about phase four and forward. Okay. Um because I do love the entire Infinity War saga so much that the only the only movie I've only seen once from the Marvel Cinematic Universe now is The Eternals. I know you liked it a lot. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't love it, but um, but yeah, I'm like I'm like man, that was such a crescendo. Uh, but properties like WandaVision, like Moon Knight, um, yeah, it's like okay, well, there's more here, and they at least have some creatives who know how to mine it. So yeah, I'm hoping they can rally and build back up to when we're seeing. Fantastic Four, and then after that, the the mutants reintroduced in a real way. I'm, I'm so, I mean, we know we're getting Xavier, yeah, in, in, in Multiverse of Madness. So we'll have to meet up again after that one too. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll do something. We'll, we'll get all of it. <laughs> um, nice. I feel we kind of culminated. Anything else you wanted to uh, comment on? Uh, uh, I mean, like it's it's not even a major thing. I was just thinking, like you know, one of the things I saw an article was like. You know, Marvel just got their first. And I mean, he is like Mar Moon Knight's, I mean, not the first Jewish superhero, but Moon Knight is a Jewish superhero in the comics, yeah. even though it's a very small part of his, you know, it's his father was a rabbi and his, his family was Jewish, but he didn't really practice anything. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get any of that. And I'm okay with it. You know, I, as a Jewish person, I don't need to see that. If Kitty Pride's not Jewish, I'm going to riot. I, I was about I to will say, like, fucking I, I, riot. I object that it wasn't Kitty Pride, <laughs> but still, I'm, I'm not Jewish. I just love Kitty yeah. Pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
See, and then she's oh, she better be Jewish. I don't care if Magneto's Jewish. He wasn't Jewish in the beginning, you know. Yeah, ben Grimm. I'd like to see Ben one. Grimm be Jewish. What's up? But I was a retcon, but a good one. No, it was a great one. It was a great both one. It in made the sense. Comics and in X Men First Class, uh, Magneto Nazi Hunter was a badass storyline to follow. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it, and it yeah. makes a lot of sense for why he became the way he did. Yeah. But uh, so that 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 was one of the things the Fox movies did really well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, they they were really like 50 50. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, almost down the line. It's like, yeah. oh, here's here's Logan, <laughs> one of the best movies ever, period. No, yeah. no need to append any adjectives. It's just one of the best movies. And then yeah. we're going to follow that up with Dark Phoenix. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's give it to the, like, the guy who fucked up the Dark Phoenix saga the first time. That makes uh, sense. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> they took two shots at Dark Phoenix and screwed it up both times. I don't know. I like. I. I mean, it's, this is not nothing to do with Moon Knight. I just don't know how you give the same guy the same job twice after he failed the first time. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> like, and isn't it crazy that the best on-screen version of Dark Phoenix is still the 1994 X-Men animated series? Still yeah. the best version of it on screen. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, I'm excited for X-Men '97. The, the, the cartoon, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. My it should kids be are real excited about that because, of course, I've thanks to streaming services, my kids watch the cartoons I watched as a kid. You're, you're a good dad. <laughs> at you. You're a good thanks. dad. Yeah. Thank no, you, Sam. I no, try. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I had, I will confess, in a bout of insensitivity, I forgot Mark Spector was actually Jewish, but that is cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so we'll is, see. We'll see if it's even mentioned, but. And I mean, Kate Bishop was Jewish too, so yeah, you know, so like I mean, it's but they they put it in the background, and that's fine. I don't need to see my religion on screen. It's cool sometimes when you do, but uh, you know, I mean, there's no reason not to include there. There are quite a few Jewish folks in America. There's no reason yeah. not to have some Jewish characters. Yeah, um, that'd be cool to see. It, since you have hundreds of characters in the MCU now, like yeah, no. I'm, Hashtag representation matters. Why not? <laughs> yeah. you know? We got to Ms. Marvel next month or next in May or, yeah. June or something. I don't remember when. Not because she's a Muslim, but because of the way that preview hit me. I feel like maybe I'm not going to be the audience for that one. Like don't, just the, the team I, comedy aspect. I'm maybe I'm, I'm an old grumpy man for that. So, so what I think, uh, and this is kind of connected to Moon Knight because it's the next one up. I think uh, I was watching the trailer. I didn't like how they changed her powers from the comic. But I do appreciate how they're, it has a different feel to it. And it's not just feeling like another Marvel thing. I think it, yeah. it, feels like, it feels like a teenage show. Like, you know, if you told me, like, this is a Disney Channel superhero show, I'm like, cool. You know, you know let, it, let kids have a show. <laughs> I'll watch yeah, it. I, you know, maybe yeah, I'll watch like it. Not, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think for that reason, I'm not rooting for it to fail no. by any means. I just don't know that it's going to hit me. It might. You know, I'm going to give it a try. I give everything Marvel a try. Um, but I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's going to hit me. I'm not, yeah. not sure it's going to grab me. Um, yeah, that was my first, my first thought was the same. It was like, I don't know if I'm the audience for this, but I'm going to watch it. You know, because yeah. Jersey City is like three blocks that way. So, <laughs> you know, let me see what they do with Jersey City. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's a little glamorous for Jersey City. <laughs> well, they filmed it in Atlanta. They didn't want to film in Jersey gotcha. City. Everything's filmed in Atlanta these days. For now. Um, 
No, that's that's good stuff. I hope it's good. Like, I hope it surprises. I always hope it surprises me. I hope like, everything. Oh, I hope they're all good. We, we're like we're eating well right now. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and like when we were kids, what did we have in terms of like we were comic book fans? What did we have to watch? We didn't have like the Tim Burton Batman movies until the end of the eighties. So I was five, I think, when that came out. But like, you know, was, it, it yeah, seems yeah. young, but you know, I didn't have anything before then, and. I had reruns of the old Batman show, the old Superman show, Super Friends, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. And then we got Tim Burton's Batman. We got animated yeah. series Batman. We got X-Men, the animated series. That was a time to be alive, though. It was, it was great. But we didn't have, like, yeah. the movies and the TV shows. And I would have loved that as a kid. I would have, like, eaten that all up. And now we're getting all of these things. We're getting Moon Knight as a TV show. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and that like I I lost track the number of times it, where I thought, oh, it'd be cool if Marvel could do that, but they can't. Oh my god, they did! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I lost count. Because yeah. um, I remember, I'm sure you're the same way. I remember how ridiculously excited I was for X Men, the first movie. Sure. Yeah, you know, and I still like that movie just fine. Uh, and pe- some people don't understand that paved the way for everything. Yeah, after Hold on. it, you know. Hold on, let me What's get up? something real. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right back, real quick. Gotcha. I just gotta like go up to like this TV stand that's in front of me and show you <laughs> this. Nice. This is the 19 like 90 Fantastic yeah. Four movie that yeah. I got on bootleg at a. Con- yep. The I got it on bootleg. It doesn't even have a label. I got, I got, <laughs> I got it on bootleg at a comic convention in the early 90s. Because I needed to see a comic book movie. I wanted more comic book movies. And that was what we fucking had. Movies yeah. that didn't come out. It's it's harder to get the 1990 uh, Fantastic Four or the Roger Corman Spider-Man or Captain America than it is to get snuff films. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, not now because the internet. But still, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's nuts. But yeah, um, that's all we had. And now we have all this stuff. And it's good. It's a good well, time to be alive. And it's crazy because you have this, this evolution of like X-Men... Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man uh, and then Spider-Man 3 and X-Men 3 both kind of went off the rails and then you had the period where you had kind of hit and miss stuff like the you know the Ben Affleck Daredevil if you remember mm. that one yeah. wasn't that a gem uh, mm. and then like really the superhero genre maybe looked like it was kind of on the rocks again until Iron Man you know, yeah. like really just came in and such pitch perfect casting and I think that's really what Marvel owes I mean, the writing's good to great most of the mm-hmm. time, but they really know how to cast characters. Absolutely. Really, really well. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the guy, who knew the guy from Not Another Teen Movie was going to embody Captain America? Best <laughs> Captain America, and he's the best Superman we've had since Christopher Reeves, you know? You're not wrong. He's not even Superman, and you're right. No. You're not wrong. Just yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy is the best Star Wars movie we've had since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So time. not not to not to slobber all over Marvel schlong because I don't love everything they've done. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but I can't deny what they've achieved. Like I, I will say for me, Eternals was a flop. Um but I, I, know that. I get it. I mean I, I, I don't expect everybody to like everything. And I get when I was watching, I was like, I understand why people wouldn't like this one. I get it. I'm into what? it, but I get it. It's like I understood the philosophy, philosophical underpinnings, but as a writer, I was like, you didn't, you're still supposed to give me characters mm. with some charisma. Yeah. So I can latch on to them. 
and especially if you're a Marvel movie, because that's really where Marvel strength is, is like, oh, Peter Parker is ludicrously likable. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers is ludicrously good. Tony Stark is ludicrously fun to watch. Um, or dr- alternatively, incredibly dramatic and tragic yep. sometimes. Um, so when they, they had this ensemble cast, none of whom really jumped out at me. It I, By the end of it, I was like, I get what you're trying for, Chloe Zhao, but... Yep. Uh, Nah, and then the what really kind of pissed me off was the post credit, like because I felt like it switched yeah. tones from the Eternals to try to be Guardians. You know, yeah. they're like, "Hey, we're gonna play an eighties <laughs> song, yeah, uh, and have some humor." And it's like that's that's not what I was sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah, no, it felt like that could have been directed by James Gunn. That scene, I give you that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I'm not against him, but I also don't care about Harry Styles. So, oh, me neither. The reveal meant nothing to me except for, oh, Star Fox. Hey, what's up, buddy? Pip the Troll meant more to me than Harry Styles. You know? <laughs> Patton Oswald as Pip the Troll was great. I love that. You're, you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. I like that casting. That's good stuff. About that one. So, no, that's um, – I, I thought this one would be – uh, going back to Moon Knight, I thought it would be a slow build, and it has been so far. Uh, mm. Real strong opening. Um, I, I have high hopes. I even like the last action sequence. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the role reversal of he flips into Moon Knight mode and drags the little Anubis hound back in. I was like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. I thought um, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy with that. Because um, I will confess, I, I think that is a fair criticism, criticism of Marvel movies that their third act climaxes have gotten a little generic mm. uh, in a lot of their movies. Like um, even WandaVision kind of fell into it. Um, yeah. With yeah. shooting CGI color at each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was, the weak, it was the weakest part, but again, I it still held still up. Still a great show. Yeah, yeah, still a great show. Um, uh, I I agree with you. Wandavision is top of my list. Um, and I, I really feel bad for folks who just didn't have the patience. Um, yeah, know, it's like dude, they're building. Like yeah. they're built. Just keep watching. Like yeah. it's gonna get explained. Just and people building. didn't people didn't like the like the like the sitcom aspect of it. I loved that. I grew up with Nick at Night. What what are you guys talking about? That was. The that was part heard, of the joy. Yeah, the thing I heard from people is like, well, I could just go watch Nick at Night if I wanted to watch that. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, this yeah. is because I like I didn't know everything that was gonna happen. I was like, this is Wanda, like I knew this was Wanda retreating into her own mind, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is that, Wanda what a, what a beautiful comfort. scene it was. When What's like that? you see beautiful scene when like you see her go in the past and she's like with her family watching those sitcoms and everything like that. And she, Elizabeth Olsen, great, great performance in that. She deserves all the accolades for that. And Paul Bettany did too. Yeah. So, yeah, they were they great. Nailed it. Having spent a lot of time overseas, like I, both in Europe and a little bit of time in Korea, and I, I was in the Middle East for quite a while, I guessed, I didn't guess the details, but I was like, this is Wanda retreating into sitcoms because our TV is everywhere. And I bet this was something she watched as a kid and it gives her warm and fuzzies to retreat into it. Like yeah. that, that was my guess. And I, that part I got right. I didn't get all, every, every other aspect of right, but I was like, I bet that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, and it made perfect sense to me from yeah. the word go. And then it was fulfilled really well. And frankly, even the, like the, the, all the, the, the false reveals, <laughs> uh, you know, Ralph Boner. Boner and, yeah. Paul Bettany trolling everyone and you know, the, all that stuff was like, okay, like 
maybe we the fans kind of get, had that one coming. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. yeah. So I think it shows like how people just build up their own like stories and like when they don't get what exactly what they thought where they were gonna get, mm-hmm. you know. Because it was still, I'm okay. I think the reason it works for that, where it doesn't work for a lot of other shows, is because it was still a good, solid story. Yeah. At the end of it, yeah. you know, they didn't they didn't flub the ending, and then try to blame it on us for having unreasonable expectations. You know, yep. like that bothers the shit out of me when somebody makes a crappy story and then it's like, oh, well, you guys just, you, you had your insane fan theories and yeah. I was never going to satisfy you. Yeah, It's like, pick a good fan theory if you don't have a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I, I hate that. I yeah. saw, I've seen that recently. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, It was Invasion on Apple TV. <laughs> Which one on Apple TV? Invasion. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. I'm telling you, man. There's one Not moment it. in that. There's one now. There's one moment in that show where I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> it's like they they did that. They were like, "Well, you know, you don't need to know this answer." And I'm like, "You can't do that to the audience that That's just watched boy, ten hours of this." That's your boy Abrams in his mystery box and its influence on the industry. Oh man, yeah, no, yeah, awful. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Well, anyway, overall, uh, great strong start. Uh, to close out, like, would you say Moon Knight? Not yet, but so your rank, my ranking for the Marvel Disney Plus series so far is definitely WandaVision. Despite the flub at the end, I'm going to say Hawkeye because I enjoyed the lead up so much. Uh, then Loki, then Captain America Winter Soldier in clear last place because of the stuff I've been bitching about. How about you? I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. I depend on um, on the day I might switch Loki and Winter Soldier Falcon, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's my order right now. Okay, cool. But th- there'll be a day when I'll be like, you know what, Sam and Bucky were really cool together, <laughs> and, and I and I was tired of Loki and Sylvie. So yeah, except for I, and it shouldn't have worked, but I really love the last conversation with Kang or Immortal. Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. He was great. I'm looking forward to him being in more. He's a really oh, good yeah. actor. Yeah. Oh yeah, he 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 freaking god he killed it yeah. in that whole thing and like they presented the dilemma very well he acted with such charisma infinitely quotable you right. know that was, was really great um but i agree with you like sam and bucky had great chemistry and had the show focus more on that and given them a decent antagonist mm-hmm. great much higher even with me being annoyed with john walker's yeah arc. not john walker as a character actually yeah no he was good i didn't i didn't think wyatt russell did a bad job um, there was just a lot of crappy writing to overcome, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, uh, last thoughts before we close it out because we're 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 coming up on an hour, and uh, I don't know if uh, folks nice. give a newbie YouTube channel that much grace. Time flies. Uh, <laughs> good good start. Looking forward to the rest of it. Excited to see mm-hmm. what comes next. Cool, really and cool. we'll we'll link up here around the same time next week to talk about episode two and how it turned out. Uh, links to Sam's uh, independent film company, Narrowbridge Films, will be in the co- in the uh, the liner notes. Uh, and you have a horror anthology about to start its uh, award series tours. That's correct, Sam. Yeah, festival run is starting in May at the Golden Door Film Festival. It's called Tales from the Narrow Bridge, The Ooh. Wormwood Devil. It's uh, eight short horror films wrapped mm-hmm. together with an anthology, mm-hmm. and it's exciting. It's fun. Hope people can uh, see it. So definitely, if you're a fan of horror, definitely check that out. I also will personally recommend Red Scare and Yellow Scare. My favorite things Sam has done. Some of my favorite comedic lines. 
very reminiscent of uh, Mel Brooks, if, if you like that stuff. So give his, his stuff a try. Uh, in the meantime, that's uh, all we have for Lauren Valor. Uh, have a good night. Keep up the fire.